ser bien cabrón Poco a poco fue creciendo este chavalón Mi madre con su respeto ella me educó Los consejos de mi padre siempre llevo yo Él fue quien me ha enseñado a ser verdadero Y dijo pórtate mal con quien son culero Y desde ese momento mi vida cambió Y ahora véanme bien loco y bien tumbado Vacas verdes es en lo que yo siempre pienso Pues pa' obtenerla solo existe el esfuerzo Muchos golpes de la vida me han tocado A partir de ahí ya no volví a ser yo yeah. We're freaking back, dude Oh my gosh Episode 25, that's what's up the podcast, welcome back, you know what it is, dude. Woo! Alright, so believe it or not, <clears throat> this so this is my first time ever doing like a solo podcast, ever. And I've been sitting at this table for probably like an hour and a half finding sound bites because I don't trust myself to be entertaining enough. <laughs> I don't trust myself to handle this solo podcast thing well at all. But the thing is, I have my equipment, dude, and I miss it. I really miss podcasting. You know, it's been so long that, well, it was a long time consistently that I was doing it, and I was getting super heavy into it, and then I had to come out to, like, to the East Coast to do military stuff, and I just haven't had it. Well, no, so here's the thing. I've been telling, and I think everybody can relate to this, because especially, like, with creative things, I feel like most people want to do creative things, but we we kind of limit ourselves, you know, it starts in your head. You're like, Oh, well, I don't have time. I got to stay focused on this thing. And granted, yeah, like I've been busy, but I haven't been too busy to have fun, you know? So I'm trying to have some fun and yeah, that's what's up. The podcast is fun to me. So even if nobody listens, I know my dad's listening. So shout out to my dad. He's probably going to forward this to my aunt. So aunt Nancy, you know, love you guys. I'll see you in December pretty soon in like two weeks. So that'll be cool. Um, but yeah, thanks for tuning in. And shoot, I oh so a bunch of new a bunch of new things, right? Well, not a lot of new things, but I'm just gonna go right out and do it. Shut the fuck up! I got sound bites, son. Let's go. <laughs> also, I love that gunshot sound. It's way better than the last ones. I got a little I got a little submachine gun sound. <laughs> I got the dudes from Friday. Damn. I got, I don't know what that is. I got a little foghorn. And so, all right, so what I was doing this past hour and a half was, like, scouring the internet. I was brainstorming a fun, uh, like, sound bites to get from the internet. And so I went on YouTube and I peeled some stuff. So check this out. We got this, dude. If you haven't seen this video, now you know, but... Alright, this this will be an explicit podcast. I haven't cursed yet, I don't think, but fuck it, we're gonna cuss. Alright, check it out. Look, so we I, I made a little soundbite of that dude. Shut the fuck up! I'm gonna try to find an appropriate time to play it, but sometimes I might just wanna play it. Shut the fuck up! <laughs> Alright, cool. What else we got? Alright, we got this, uh we got this dude. I dropped my hot pocket. He dropped his hot pocket, dude. And then we got this dude. Something's wrong here. Something's wrong here, dude. Um this dude wants a donut. I want a donut. And, uh, let's see. Yeah, this one's just random. I didn't make this kid pass out on my floor. 
Oh my gosh, dude. All right, what else we got? All right, this one right here. Either she homeless or she got problems. That's accurate. I'm gonna find at least three times to play that one. I got uh, the the Bing Bong guy. Hey yo. And then I got this dude. Fuck your life, Bing Bong. He had too many shots. <laughs> and then uh, let's see. Oh, dude, this one's funny, dude. If you haven't seen this video on YouTube, I mean it's it's been floating around for years. But check this out. So basically, I don't think I should play the whole thing. So that's another cool thing is like I have a feature where I can. I just, well, it's not a feature. It's a fucking. It's a cord. I plug it from my phone into my into my audio interface, and I can play stuff straight from my phone. So I'm probably gonna call some friends and stuff. I'm probably like in later episodes. I can call my dad. I can. Uh, I don't know. We can just do so much. And I have dudes out here that I want to interview too. Um, we so yeah, that one that we did last night. Only thing that sucks about this is I get notifications from my from my phone. I don't want that. That's distracting. We don't want that. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Turn off all notifications. We'll figure it out. I don't know. Okay, cool. Because I, I, my, my mom, you, are, you guys already know, dude. My mind's going to bounce around and stuff. So I'm going to, that's the only reason why I wrote notes. So I can kind of stay on track. Um, but I have dudes out here that I want to interview. And we'll just, um, I don't know, shoot the shit. Like we always do. You know, it's just a different crowd out here. You know, I'm surrounded by a bunch of dudes who like to get after it, which is great. But um, not a lot of, like, creative people. So I'm trying to branch out and, you know, find what I can so we can bring some entertainment and quality conversation. Hey, yo! Yes, sir. Oh, all right, so I got to play this thing for you. All right, check it out. Turn around and tell those people. Tell them. I'm not gay no more. I am delivered. <laughs> I don't like men no more. I thought I like women. Oh, dude, that's a classic. I'm not gay no more. So I'm gonna find a playlist for that soundbite too, dude. I got, I'm stacked. I want a donut. I dropped my hot pocket. Something is wrong here. We're gonna find some stuff. All right, <laughs> all right. We need some music though. Let's see. I've been listening to. Um, I'm not gonna lie, dude. I'm listening to country. Oh, so that guy that I opened up with. Um, it's a song called Desde Morro, and uh, it's by Justin Morales. He's a young dude. Um, he was well. He was young when he made it when he made that song and it's just like he's talking about how he was raised and how his parents raised him with integrity you know i gotta remember how to talk into this damn mic dude i'm out here like freaking choking on spit hey yo fuck your life bing bong he had too many shots dude i told you i'd find a spot for this Shut the fuck up. <laughs> that's definitely my favorite one okay um but yeah he's it's he's talking about like how his family how his parents raised him to have integrity you know and especially me being away from home right now especially like for this extended period of time you run into you meet people especially you know in a military setting when like there's dudes that lack integrity a lot of the time or you find people that you're like oh, i just don't like that why don't i like that it's because i was raised a different way and i value the way i was raised so shout out to my parents dude i gotta figure out how to talk into this freaking mic all right Dude, so I was at the over I was I was over at the freaking supermarket today and I saw one of those Cutco what are they called? Like the kiosks, like the dude posted up trying to sell you Cutco knives. And this dude's like in his 40s. And then I had a flashback to high school when like Dude, I got <laughs> I don't know if you guys had this experience. At my high school, shout out Olympian in Chula Vista. They started inviting p 
people and then to like invite their friends like high schoolers to invite their friends to like go do you know sell knives and shit and then i remember my buddy omar came over to the house and like you know tried to sell him to my mom or something and then she gave him you know she was nice to him and but she was like no i'm good we don't we don't need knives and i was thinking about how like i really wanted that job bro I prepped for that interview and then I could tell my parents weren't enthused like because you know you can tell when like your parents are excited for you to you know try out a little opportunity and and my mom like she was I was like you know I was I was visibly excited and I'm so happy I didn't try out for that shit dude I'm so happy because it's just it's a silly job I mean but at the same time dude sales like I got a couple friends out here who did sales and they were breaking in money so I don't know. It was definitely out of my comfort zone because I'm not a salesperson. Like I remember back in elementary school, I had to sell cheesecakes to people and I felt so bad. I mean, I didn't have to, like it was optional, but like you got a limo ride and then they had perks, you know, like, oh, you like sell 20 cheesecakes, you get a fucking wristband or something. And I, I, I wanted to, I wanted the prizes, you know, like in retrospect, I wanted the money. I didn't know there was a lot of money involved in Cutco. There were probably, no, there was no money involved. But, like, my other friends did, uh, like, door-to-door sales for, like, uh, what was it, pest control type shit? I don't know. But, like, they made money, you know? Because there is money in sales. It's just out of my wheelhouse, dude. But I also think that it's the people who don't think that they could be good at something who end up being good at it. Because for the longest time, I didn't think I had potential as a medic, you know? And then I started the EMT career, like that whole career track and stuff. And I was doing all right, you know? And then now I'm out here like with other medics and stuff. And it's like, it's not, I'm not a shit medic. I'm not a great medic because <laughs> I'm still learning. There's always more to learn in medicine, you know? Also, I had to pod, I had to pause the podcast because freaking these carbonated drinks, dude, I had a Pepsi. I'm on a little Pepsi zero kick. I'm not going to lie. I got drunk on Monday. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Hold up, where is this? I got I got drunk on a Monday on a weekday afternoon or weekday evening. Um because I was watching Love Island. Oh, which is a good segue for Love Island, because I'm not gonna lie, I want to talk about that. Um I was just chilling in my in my barracks room and which is like a dorm. It's like an apartment kind of situation. My my roommate lives off base, which is nice, and you know, I get the room to myself. It's not a great room. I actually need to decorate, dude. Like, I need to, I need to get some ideas on how to decorate this place. Because I got another buddy who has, like, Christmas lights set up. And it's actually really nice. It feels like a, like a home, you know. Because you can... I'm, I, I'm comfortable living in... And my friends can attest to this. I'm comfortable living in a pigsty. I can do that. Dude, I, dig me a hole in the backyard i'll sleep in that i've done it before well I, I slept in a tent in the backyard for no reason it went on for like a week i can do that i have no problem with it but i think there's value to having home decor you know feeling like you're in a home as opposed to just a cardboard box you know i'm appreciating it now i think it makes sense you know so hey shout out to realizations I also like the applause because it gives me like a little bit of, of, of moment to freaking swallow. Hey, yo.
All right. I knew I was going to use these sound bites for something. I dropped my hot pocket. Yeah, you did. It'll be all right. Dude, it's okay that you dropped your hot pocket. Like, I drop food all the time and I still eat it because there's nothing wrong with it, dude. Like, here's a hot take. Oh, wait. Hot take. It is perfectly fine to drop food and eat it. Like, honestly, as long as nobody touched it, nobody pissed on it. Like, you were watching it. I'm okay with... I don't do this. But I would be okay with putting food on the floor in an, in an area where I can observe it for, like, two minutes. Five minutes, even. Even ten minutes, dude. As long as I know nobody touched that, I'm good. I'll eat it. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I get the apprehension about eating food that's on the floor, but it's really not that big of a deal. Something I also like these solo podcast little uh, sessions for. Oh, also, sorry. A lot of also here. Um, I got a fucking AC unit outside of, my, outside of my room and a fridge right next to my recording setup. So if you hear funkiness going on, I just heard it go off. I, I don't know if you can hear it on the other side of this, but that's kind of the situation. Um, very minimalist setup. But the holiday season was nice because there was like Black Friday stuff going on and I'm able to rebuild my studio. So um, it's been good. It's been good. Life is good. I want to talk about Love Island real quick. If you are going to watch like a dating show, Love Island is the shit, dude. Actually, here, I have a... If you are going to watch a dating show, I think the one to watch is Love Island. And I'm just, I'm going to present... A, a quick case here. Love Island UK, and I just got done with USA. Honestly, I'm pretty married to to the UK one, just because I'm a big fan of the accents. There's a lot of like ethnic diversity out there too, which might sound crazy, but there is. You got a lot of everything. You got Middle Eastern people living in in the UK. I mean, the UK is is pretty enormous. And then you got a lot of accent. Dude, those accents are freaking sick. I wish I had an accent. But I wonder how they see other accents. Like, does a does a British person hear, like, a Welsh accent? And be like, oh, I like that? Or not? I wonder. Or, like, an Irish person hearing, like, a... Like a, like a London accent? Or, like, a Wessex? Because there's different... There's different, like, areas within the UK. Or within, like... Britain, I guess you would say. I don't know. Whatever. I'm going to get off it. So here's my thoughts on on Love Island as a whole. It's an excellent production, dude. Because compared to like Big Brother and... Well, so the thing is, it's very candid, right? The premise of the show is people go to a villa and then they get to like meet other people and date with people and and couple up if they want to and they're just kind of looking for somebody who who they can <laughs> the phrases have a connection with there's certain like love islandisms and i've tried the other shows dude love is blind i couldn't do it i watched the first season oh dude the weirdest thing what the fuck hold up hold up down bro this 
<laughs> my dad's probably like, what is going on? Um, all right. Love is blind. I told you I'm going to get sidetracked. I don't care. You're along for the ride. Love is blind. I want a donut. Th there's this chick who she's like, um, so she's black, right? And then she meets a white dude. His name's Cameron. The whole premise of Love is Blind, now I am getting sidetracked, is there's a wall in between the guys and the girls. They go on dates. They have little notebooks that they can write notes in and stuff. And there's a couch. Like, it's a comfy room on either side. They can't see at all to the other side. Like, it's not creepy. There's, like, a waterfall. So it's it's pretty. But it's not... They, they just can't see the other person. So the whole premise is, like, you can't... You know, it's self-explanatory. Like, love is blind, whatever. So there's this one chick. Her name is... I forgot her name. I don't know. There's the chick, and then there's the guy, Cameron. I remember the... Oh, her name's Lauren. Maybe that's why I don't remember, because it's my own name. So, Lauren is black. Cameron's white. Very sweet people. Very lovely. They get along. They establish a true connection. They're still married to this day. It's a beautiful story. But what kept making me raise my fucking eyebrows was she's like... I don't know how, because when they finally did meet, she's like, oh, you're white. I've never dated a white dude before. Cameron's actually dated black girls, and he he raps. <laughs> and when he meets the mom, oh, I wish I had a clip of this. When he meets the mom, he, uh, she's like, what was it? She was like, have you ever had experience? Because this is like a like a like uh, an important issue, apparently, like for Lauren and her family is like, oh, you're not. Well, so more so for Lauren. This is where the controversy and like, th this is where I don't really, where I need more like clarity, I guess. Cause I, I don't know if it's the producers that played out the issue of like, oh, Cameron's white and like Lauren's concerned about him not being black. You know, I don't know if they just like bumped that up because fucking it makes money, unfortunately, or if that was like actually like a huge concern. But then even like, even when he met with the dad, he's like, so like you're, you know, you're white. How do you feel about like dating a black girl? And dude, I'm just like cringing watching this because it's it's so weird. I'll I'll explain in a bit. Cameron hands it handles it really well. He's very diplomatic. He's like, no, I've actually like I've been in the I've been in an interracial relationship before. Like it's not an issue. You know, I love your daughter. And he just completely played it the right way. Like very articulate, very eloquent. I was like, hell yeah, Cameron. You represent. I'm not white, but I'm light-skinned. You know, maybe we get lumped into that category. I don't know. But the whole time, I'm thinking, dude, if you flip the black with the white little thing going on, that sounds so racist. You know? But we're like, oh, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. And look, I, I get it. I get where we're at. You know, yes, the whole, the, the white-black dynamic. Cool. I understand why people have gripes about it. But is it is it not a little fucking strange, dude? I dropped my hot pocket. Is it not a little strange? I'm not gay no more. <laughs> all right, because, like, picture, all right, I'm the dad, right? And I'm like, hey, uh, you know, my daughter's white, and you're, like, a black dude. Like, what's up? Dude, what the fuck? Something's wrong here. Something's wrong here. Hey, I finally found a good spot for that thing. Either she homeless or she got problems. She probably just has problems because Lauren wasn't homeless. Something is wrong here. Something's definitely wrong here. I don't know. I was just like, 
it's it to me it's blatant like when you think about that I because think about certain things that we because we get very comfortable talking shit about right about white people right I got into that trend when I was in like middle school high school where I'd be like oh like you're acting like super white like I would tell my brother or something I'd be like because you know we're well maybe you don't know we're Hispanic we're Mexican we're Latinos and I like there's a lot of like like George Lopez and stuff Carlos Mencia um who's some other guys you know Mexican comedians Mexican American comedians will make jokes about white people and those were the guys I listened to growing up so and I would make jokes about white people and I would say oh that's like you know white people this white people that I don't want to look white fill in the blank you know and then the older I got I was like wait what why is this like, why am I making such a generalization, you know? And then to this day, like, there's still comedians making the same jokes. Like, the other day, my dad showed me a little a joke about, I forget what. It was, like, some black comedian making jokes about white people and stuff. I'm like, dude, I've heard all this stuff before, bro. Shut the fuck hey. up! <laughs> all right, I'm going to stop pressing that one. It's just, like, it's the bottom left corner, so that's the easiest one for me to press. press fuck one. your life! Fuck Bing your bong! Life. Bing he bong. had too many shots! You know? I've just we've heard the jokes before, you know, and and I know cool white people, so you know, that was my gripe with Love Is Blind, basically. All right, and then I had to stop. And then there was this other chick, Jessica, who was like, she's a white lady, older. And then there was a younger dude, Mark, Mexican dude, Mexican American, cool dude. You know, his his shoulders were hunched up, like you know those dudes. Oh man, I'm trying to think. Because he was fit. Like, he wasn't a fat dude. I was going to compare him to, like, a fat dude from high school, but, like, he wasn't. He was just short. But, like, you know those girls that they're just, like, they're, they're, uh, their clavicles are, like, just, they're tight, bro. Like, they're, they're, uh, their shoulders are too high to their head. Or maybe their head's too high, too low to their shoulders. I don't know what it is. But this dude had that situation going on. And... You know, but he was cool. He was <laughs> he was a cool dude. The shoulder thing aside, like the head to shoulder distance ratio, whatever, it, he was cool. Basically, what I'm trying to say about Love is Blind is that it's all right, but it's very it, it just feels gimmicky, you know? Like when it's the, the people interacting, it's cool. But when you start seeing them trying to like tell a certain story, tell a story a certain way, you're like, oh, I don't like this. I don't know. And then, so, yeah, Love Island... I promise I'll stop talking about this soon. But there's good themes. Like, there's good... Like, I feel like when I watch Love Island specifically, I learn a little bit more about... Like, I compare my situations in the past or current situations to the situations going on in the show. Like, I remember there was this one time. Oh, man. This is going to get deep. Either she homeless or she got problems. I want a donut. I do want a donut. There was this one time in Love Island when there was a dude talking to a chick and they were they were pretty deep like they were boyfriend girlfriend they started saying i love you and stuff but then she started realizing and this wasn't until like maybe like a week left in the show so they're like because there's a finals there's a finale where like the the public quote unquote i hate that term but the public gets to vote for their favorite couple and then the winning couple gets a hundred thousand dollars they hand out two envelopes in the end and then 
the guy gets one, the girl gets one. Usually the guy will let the pick the girl pick first, and then sometimes the girl, you know, whatever. So like, there's an envelope that has zero dollars. There's an envelope that has a hundred thousand dollars, and then the person that got the hundred thousand can either share it or keep it for themselves. Usually they share it. I haven't seen an episode where they don't. That'd be crazy though. And basically, they they were like a week out of the finale, and then the girlfriends start knowing, start like sort of realizing that the dude in the relationship, like, so there's the girl and the guy, and then the girl, there's other girls, and they call it the villa, right? So the girlfriends of the girl in the villa start noticing certain patterns, and they bring it up. And they're like, hey, it just kind of seems like he's, like, just trying to match your energy, but, like, he's not putting in extra effort, and he's just kind of agreeing with you. Because, like, he does care about you, but, like, not as much as he's saying because of, like, previous actions and stuff. Because some guys, dude, some girls and guys in that show go through, like, three people before they end up with, like, that fourth person. Or, like, two people before they end up with that third person. Like, one person other than the girl that you end up with, like, yeah, that's pretty reasonable. But once you start getting in, like, you know, the three, four, five area, that's when people start raising their eyebrows. Like, I don't know, bro. I don't know. What are you, you know, what are you doing? But they they bring this up to the chick. Her name's Liberty. Liberty. That's what they call her. Liberty. Um, oh, what was his face? What was his name? Was it Jax? No, no, Jax was the last season. I don't know, bro. Oh, it was such a good, such a good show. And they they brought up. They're like, hey, it seems like he's not fully into you because of X, Y, and Z. Like, you were the first, oh, they were fighting, dude. They were fighting, and then he said, I love you and stuff. And, like, he was using it kind of like a pacifier. And I noticed I was kind of doing the same thing in my relationship. And I was like, oh, shit. I'm being that guy, dude. I'm I'm being an asshole right now, you know, in my relationship. And then, like, the relationship didn't end up working out. And... You know, it was sort of like a similar thing. So I don't know. Maybe don't watch the show if you want to like not think critically about <laughs> about your actions. But I think it's beneficial, you know, and usually I've, I've heard this from other people, too. Like usually when you're watching a show, like you start noticing that thing in real life. Kind of like that phenomenon with like Charlie Sheen being in Two and a Half Men. And then he was playing like this playboy dude who's a wacko and does coke and stuff well i guess he didn't do coke in the show but like one can assume living in la being a rich dude whatever living in malibu or whatever and then in reality like his life was a shit show too so i don't know in this last you know i'm, I'm, I'm gonna get off the love island you guys get it it's it's a great show i'm not gay no more <laughs> So that second part is he's like, I am delivered. You know, the funny thing about about doing a solo podcast or just podcasting in general, because like I said, I recorded one yesterday with my buddy. It just feels rusty sometimes. Like it is a muscle that you have to work out because you are thinking while you're talking. And I was thinking about that earlier, the whole thinking while you're talking concept especially like in an interview situation, like it almost feels, um, I guess disingenuous or like, no, nah, I guess that's a good word. 
because you're you're literally thinking about what you're gonna ask the person next as they're answering your last question or as they're like saying a thought. So it is a skill to a certain degree, but I am excited to get it back because I feel like we can. You know, I feel like the, the vision I have for this show is just to continue to have fun. And who was it? Somebody was talking about. It's a concept that I've been hearing a, um, a lot about lately, which is like, as a creative person, you got to make shit that you like. You know, if you're an artist, like a musician, like make music that you would listen to. And if you're a comedian, make stuff that you would laugh at. You know, if you're a podcaster, make stuff that that you would listen to. That's the and I guess like even as like a um, I guess like a business person, like create a business, create an environment that you would want to um, that you would want to buy from, you know, like where it's like I need that service or whatever. That's the uh, that's the philosophy that I've been that I've been going by, you know, that's really the only way to do it. Because I feel that people can easily judge um, what's not what's not genuine, you know. Because then you start acting like something else. You start talking a different way. Like how I'm talking now is how I talk to my friends, you know. And if you don't know me yet, I don't know. You probably won't ever meet me if you haven't met me yet. Like if you're, if hey, shout out to the people out of Mongolia. I don't know if you guys still listen. There was like two people that would listen a month out of Mongolia. I don't know what the fuck you guys are doing in Mongolia or how you found my podcast, but I appreciate it. Thank you so much. That's Japanese. So I guess that was a little fucked up on my end. It's my favorite one, dude. I can't. I'm not gay no more. <laughs> oh, man. All right. I want to play some music real quick. I've been listening to a lot of just hood rat shit dude just oh and a lot of rock like a lot of like metal dude oh i love metal right now but there's this new song where are you this is by bankroll hayden it's called no drama Hey, shout out Bankroll Hayden. No drama. I don't want no baby mama. That's too many comments to be honest. I just want Balenciaga. Wake up every day, do what I want. I just might go take a flight to Guatemala just to fuck somebody's daughter. Goddamn. That G6 touchdown like Rams. Two flick for the gram. Take a pick for a fan. When I'm in the city, she don't never got no mans. No drama. I don't want no baby mama. That's too many comments to be honest. I just want Balenciaga. Wake up every day, do what I want. I just might go take a flight to Guatemala just to fuck somebody's daughter. See, because I was thinking about it earlier, I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna lie, I've paused this shit and had to restart it. I had to edit out all the dead silence where I was sitting here like, what the fuck am I doing, dude? Dude, doing a solo podcast is crazy, dude. And you know what? I'm gonna put this one out, you know, because I'm also a believer. My philosophy is like, if you create something, like, just put it out somewhere. Who gives a shit, dude? Who gives a shit? You're gonna get better over time. It's going to make more sense over time. I'm not mad at it. That's No Drama by Bankroll Hidden. Oh, dude. Yeah, life has been very good. Life has been good. I've been noticing that I'm kind of laughing at, like, the ridiculousness of certain situations. Oh, like, dude. Oh, I got to tell you about this. So, I came back from a little vacation back in Thanksgiving, right? And as if it was like a month ago, I got back like last week, sometime last week. 
And, um, you know, I had my bike back in, back in San Diego and I was really excited to get back on a bike. And I was like, you know what, let me just look up some bike, some motorcycles like out here in North Carolina. So I did that and I found one for like 1800 bucks. And if you've ever like, I mean a vehicle in general, like if something's way too low, it's either fucked up or it doesn't have a title. And that was the case of this motorcycle. But I was like, you know what? Like first time for everything. Let me see. Let me, let me just like find out how this process would work. So I went to the DMV and funny thing about North Carolina, like they've got like a license office or something like a, like a California DMV. You just go to one spot and they do everything there, you know? And then I'm sure there's other spots for like more like specific scenarios and stuff. Whoa. The fucking Pepsi messing me up. Woo. Shut the fuck hey. up! Something is wrong here. I'm not gay no more. Turn around and tell those people. Tell them. I'm not gay no more. I am delivered. I don't like men no more. I thought I like women. So you go to the DMV, right? It's all in one spot. <laughs> I might just do that, dude. Like when I need to take a break, I'm just gonna fucking play a soundbite. I'm figuring this out as I go, in case you didn't know. So if you're still listening, like, you know, thank thank you so much. So in North Carolina, you got to go to two different offices. So I went to the the first office. Lady was super sweet. She was like, oh, no, you have to go to, uh, to the license plate department, whatever. I was like, all right, cool. It was like a four-minute drive. I go to that other one. <laughs> and, then, and then I go to this strip mall. And I didn't fucking read the the thing on the door where it's like, hey, this this is the I basically went to the license, the the driver's license one instead of the they're like two doors down. So I go in and I'm at the wrong one. I didn't know. So I get in line. I'm like, hey, man, um, you know, I'm wondering, you know, uh, motorcycle, no title. How do I do it? And she's like, oh, no, that's two doors down. You got to go to the whatever the fuck. And I was like, all right, Roger, cool. So I, I go to that place. I go to the right place now. I walk in, and then there's this, like, southern Asian lady, you know, normal lady. Kind of looked like a school administrator, right? Bad experiences with them, but I gave this lady the benefit of the doubt. She looked like an asshole is what I'm trying to say, but I gave her the benefit of the doubt. And I go up to her, and I'm like, hey, ma'am, um, found a motorcycle on you know facebook marketplace actually i didn't say that part yet i was just like i want to get it basically i want to get a motorcycle has no title um you know what does that process look like and she was like well why would you want to do that i was like and like attitude bro fucking attitude like enough it didn't piss me off right in the moment but it was enough to say oh okay cool you know homegirl wants to she wants to talk some shit i was like roger cool sounds good I was like, well, you know, I I want a motorcycle. It's at a good price. I'm just wondering what that process looks like. She's like, well, where did you find it? And I was like, uh, fucking Facebook Marketplace. She was like, well, you would need a title. Like, is it custom? And I was like, uh, yeah, I think it's, I think that's, I, I don't know. Like, I read the description. I think it's probably like a custom bike. He said he modded it and stuff. And she's like, okay, well, you would need one for the chassis you would need another one for the frame or some shit and then you would need like a normal title and i was like okay 
cool. Um, so like I should, I'll probably like just get more information on it. And she was like, yeah, you should do that. She's like, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even mess with it if I were you. I was like, all right, cool. And the whole time, dude, just giving me sass, bro. Like if she was my peer, I would have probably kicked her in the nuts. Realistically. Hey, yo. Probably. No, I probably wouldn't. Have I've never, I've never kicked anybody in the nuts. Oh, I kicked one dude in the nuts one time, dude. I kicked my godbrother Sebastian in the nuts one time. We were over at my friend Janelli's house, and I was out here trying to impress the females, you know, because it was like it was a two guys, two girls situation, and we were upstairs hanging out. And then, what was it? He wanted to wrestle, so I kicked him in the nuts, and I, I fucking let him have it, dude. Like I wouldn't be surprised if it, if they were severed. That vast difference, you know, you got him bilaterally. Going down to your, your, uh, you know, your testicles, your testes. I fucking kicked him, dude. Kicked him hard. I'm trying to think of other times back in elementary school. Oh, dude. We had this dude. We had this dude, Victor. I forgot what his last name is. No, I probably shouldn't say last names anyway. Whatever. Victor. Um, and I mean, I'm just being honest here. He, he didn't smell good. You know, and I don't know if he knew, I don't know if he knows, but he wasn't like a great smelling kid. Like if you walked by him, you wouldn't say, I'd want to do that again. You wouldn't want to walk by him twice. And, you know, I'm sure there was stuff going on at home. I don't know, whatever. He, there was a sex ed class that we, that we were doing and it was him and who was it? Nathan and then there were these twins who I didn't have I didn't think they were crazy until this day but prior to that I had no knowledge that they'd be out here stuffing people's faces in the dirt and <laughs> and so we're we're doing the sex ed class and like they were tinted windows so I'm sure they didn't think anybody could see them or whatever but like we're on the inside of the class we're looking at pictures of vaginas or whatever and then the guys are outside it was it was Victor Nathan, sort of like a like a scrawny white dude, and then who was it? Oh, we used to do piano together. We used to go to we used to have recitals together. Shout out Miss Beth. Hey, Beth Nichols, taught me how to play piano. And then the two twins, right? And we look outside, and then my buddy like nudges me on the shoulder, and he's like, "Yo, look at what they're doing to Nathan!" And they're just shoving like he's like freaking prone on the ground on his belly, and they're just shoving his face in the dirt, bro. And I don't remember what happened after that. I don't remember. But it was hilarious. It was really, really funny. And I'm happy I witnessed it. There was a lot of weird people in elementary school, man. Some dude had three testicles and then he showed it to my buddy. They were in the... You know, I'm kind of surprised more bad stuff doesn't happen in elementary schools. But I, I just didn't happen around me, I'm, I'm guessing. Like, they were bad kids, for sure. There was this one kid that uh, he used to bring, like, a like a lacrosse ball. Um, but it, it was, like, a lacrosse-sized ball. It was, like, a bouncy ball. And then he'd fucking sit on it in class and gyrate, dude. He sat next to me. And he was like, yeah, my... <laughs> Basically, his brother... I don't know what he thought, dude. He was like, yeah, it's called, this is, this is called doggy style. And I was like, what the fuck? This is like fourth grade, bro. <laughs> and we're sitting there like learning about the missions and stuff. Cause we're in California. It's like part of the curriculum. 
which is kind of wild to me because like well basically that happened and then I remember like he gave the ball to me I sat on it like a couple times and I was like there's no pleasure in this <laughs> hey yo fuck your life bing bong he had too many shots something is wrong here dude yeah I, I definitely sat on that ball like once I said a couple times, but it was once. It was once. I mean, I, what are you going to do? You know what I mean? Like, somebody tells you fucking, you know, uh, like, piss on a wall. You're probably, you're going to try it once, you know? And then you'll be like, yeah, I didn't like that. That's the way you learn not to do shit, dude. Like, I've, I'm trying to think if I've ever taken a shit in public. Like, I'm not a fan of peeing in public. If I, if you propose to me pee outside... Like on a on a like on private property where I'm not supposed to be versus peeing inside, I'm gonna pee inside. But I'm sure out there there's a dude who doesn't give a fuck, dude. He's like, I'm peeing on walls. Like I my <laughs> I'm talking about philosophies today a lot today, but my general thought is that there's a there's a type of person for everything. Like if you're like, Oh, there's a guy with a superstition that like he can only like eat chicken on a Thursday. I'll be like, yeah, probably like there's so many people in this world. Like there's, and there's so many weird fucking people, dude. Like I don't watch the TLC shows, but I know there's weird people on that network. Cause I was a uh, honey boo boo on that. If I had a, if I had like a per another person, they could look it up for me. I'm not going to spend that money. Cause this is actually this environment and you can already tell I'm fucking bouncing around. I'm probably, I'm, I'm probably never going to get back to whatever I was supposed to be talking about. Cause there is no rules here on that stuff. The podcast. Oh shit. There it is. We do what we want. <laughs> we do what we want, gentlemen. That's what I'm talking about. We do what we want. Okay. So I don't even remember. Yeah. There's a type of dude for everything, dude. Did you guys ever have, like, um, and I, I get that this is a rhetorical question, but did you guys ever have somebody who just smelt bad, like, in your elementary school? Because I can only think of that one dude, but I'm trying to remember, dude. Like, it would suck to be a girl in elementary school that smells like shit and, like, and not knowing. Well, then I guess not knowing, like, ignorance is bliss. Like, you, you wouldn't know. So it wouldn't really be a problem. Like, nobody want to be your friend except for, like, maybe another person who smells like shit. And they're like, oh, like, we're the same. Be my friend. <laughs> I could see that happening. I hope my kid doesn't smell like shit, dude. Imagine, like, they, because they don't know that they smell like shit. Oh, that would be rough. I remember one time I used, like, a like an old towel. Like, it just, it was it was, like, a dirty... Dirty in the sense that, like, it just smelled bad, you know? And I used it on myself, and then I kept smelling that same smell throughout, like, throughout the day. This was in high school. And so we were in a lab class, and then I remember my buddy, oh, Nestor. Hey, shout out Nestor. My buddy Nestor, he looked over. Like, I thought he could smell me. He probably didn't smell shit. But, you know, like, when you smell, when you think you smell like crap, you see somebody touch their nose, and you're like, oh, fuck, they smell it. <laughs> Like I thought back in or back in middle school, I remember this. We were in Spanish class, and there was this chick. Oh, what was her name? Oh, it was one of those super just like, like they're trying to be like Aztec type names. Oh man, what was her name? It started with an I. I don't know. All right, so this girl, like, 
she she sat by me and i was holding in farts all day dude because i'm lactose intolerant and sometimes you just gotta have a bowl of a cereal like nothing's gonna stop you you're on a mission it's like i know what is in store for me i'm eating that that freaking bowl of cereal and you got cinnamon toast crunch like i know somebody's gonna eat it in the house because when we have like orange juice we're a little bit better about it now, but like when I was growing up, if some if there was snacks in the house, they were gone in like a day, you know, because like either I'm going to eat it. My brother's going to eat it. My dad's going to drink like something. My mom, I don't think my mom eats or drinks anything at all. I've never seen her eating anything other than salad. Like if it doesn't, if it's not, if it doesn't have leaves, if it didn't come out of the ground, she's not eating it, which is the weirdest thing to me. But whatever, like she's got like inflammatory stuff or something i don't know i feel like everybody like every female has some shit going wrong with them now you know they're like oh that's my thyroid like i have thyroid it's like no (laughs) no you're just oh fuck i can't put that in there dude because that's gonna hit that's gonna hit too close to home it's a joke all right if you took offense to it like you're not my my thyroid is fucked up all right cool all right sorry my bad where is it Sorry, I apologize. Damn. I know. I might have gone too far. Because the reality is every chick does have something wrong with their body now, right? It's like if it's not a hormone imbalance causing fucking seasonal depression, it's like I'm overweight and I can't help it. So fuck it. You know, or I'm just like, I'm just an asshole. Because there's a lot of girls. Dude, the weirdest thing is there's women out there, right, who think... Because the dudes around them encourage them, right? Let's say they're, they're let's say they're kind of attractive, or they're in an environment where they're like an eight, you know, like she's like a San Isidro like ten, but in reality, like she's like a fucking five. Because <laughs> that's a thing too, dude. That's a thing, and people will lie about it. The only people who who are gonna be honest is the people that don't care about like hooking up with that chick, and then they'll just be an asshole to her, and then she ends up being into them, which is like the weirdest thing. But there's girls out there who really think, like, they're God's gift to this earth. And the reality (laughs) is that we can't wait for them to leave the room. They are out there, dude. And there's dudes like that, too. But it's just, it cracks me up when it's girls that, like, think they're the shit. I'm like, oh, my goodness, dude. Because you see it up in Raleigh, too. You go up to Charlotte, Raleigh. And, um, you know, the South is a little different. Like... I don't know how do how would I describe this out? It's definitely it's just a different vibe. Cause I had a friend come out and visit. <laughs> I don't, she'd probably be a fan. It was my ex, my my girlfriend at the time. She came out to visit. <laughs> she's gonna be like, "Damn, you're calling me your friend now." I mean, we're still friends. We're still cool. Whatever. My ex came out to visit like earlier this year, and we go up to to Raleigh, and she's like, "Oh, just the vibe is different." And I hadn't thought about it much, but the more I sat down and thought about it, it was like, yeah. Because I feel like in San Diego, one, everything is way more expensive. Dude, you can't get a drink for under 15 bucks, which for some people, that's a blessing. No, but then an alcoholic is going to drink what they want, right? I have to ask some of my alcoholic buddies, like, if there's a $15 drink, you're probably buying that shit because you want to catch a buzz. But they don't want to catch a buzz, dude. They want to get obliterated, which is crazy. I got to have an alcoholic on the show. That'd be so sick. Also, if you're still listening, dude, shout out to you, bro. Shout out to you. you you're a champ to, to sit through. How long have we been doing this for? I wonder if this is 
Oh dang, dude! I gotta edit out some stuff, but we're putting we're, with the edits. It's probably like at like forty minutes. That's pretty good, dude. I'm probably just gonna do these for an hour and then I'll leave it at that. So I'll keep going for maybe like ten more minutes because this is it is fun. It's slightly cathartic, and at the end of the day, like I said earlier, you just gotta do it for yourself, dude. If you're not enjoying it, because I probably won't listen to this podcast other than to edit it, you know, but for me, it's fun to do them. And then if, if like one person enjoys this podcast, honestly, fuck them, dude. <laughs> like, dude, fuck them. Hey, if you enjoy this show, I need to get a better soundbite for the laughing. This is the other one I heard. That was not that great. Perfect. Either she homeless or she got problems. She got problems, dude. There's something wrong with girls that like they think the shit doesn't stink, and we all know them. We all know them. Like, how does that happen, dude? How does that happen? I don't know. I'm not a. I'm. I'm not an advocate for hitting women. <laughs> no, 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 not that one. I didn't mean to play that one. I want a donut. I dropped my hot pocket. I'm I just wanted to put that there. That's all. You know, and I think that's I think that's a great thing to say. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I am not an advocate for hitting women. If you're hitting women, you're wrong, dude. Like go to jujitsu class. Get your shit pushed in for like an hour. Go on a go on a Saturday when people are trying to like take each other's faces off. Yeah, it's good. If you're alright, here's here's another it's not much of a hot take, but if you're not doing some kind of strenuous physical activity, you're fucked up. I'm telling you that now. And you know who you are. I don't know who you are, but you know who you are. If you are not putting yourself in situations where you feel like an absolute bitch, you're wrong. As a dude. I recommend it for girls too. But my focus is dudes. Because life is too easy, dude. And this is actually this is a good spot to sort of start winding it up life is too easy right now you're able we are able and especially like i'm assuming most of my listeners are in san diego and la i don't even i don't know what the demographic would be because we're basically starting it from scratch anyway literally the only person listening is my dad (laughs) shout out to you dad we appreciate you life is way too easy to to let it continue to be easy. And what I mean by this is the following. It's so easy to put yourself in an environment, to find out an environment where you're like at the same level, if not better than the people around you. And I started recognizing that maybe like three years ago where I was like, I just don't feel challenged, you know? And it's not about me being a dick. Like, Oh, I'm, I'm better than the people around me. It's just, the the fact that like if you're feeling not challenged by your environment currently regardless of oh, damn fucking pepsi regardless whatever the fuck i don't even know what the fuck i was saying i started looking at my pepsi can and it says zero sugar and i started thinking about phenylalanine we are in in a really like insulated environment where we don't have to worry about fucking people breaking into our homes and stuff which is good right i'd rather like work out hard because i want to as opposed to like oh shit i have to be in a constant 
like alert mode because I live in like in a slum. Like I get that. So I'm not saying like, oh, we are pieces of shit for living in the environment that we do. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that you're a shitbag if you're not putting yourself in uncomfortable situations. Especially as a man, as a dude. Because ultimately, like, yeah, we are leaders. I get that there's a lot of women right now, like, who want to be completely independent of of men. And there's value to that. Like, great, cool. You want to have, like, a little bit more accountability for yourself. That's sick. But at the end of the day, we, we need each other. You know, guys need women. Women need men. And, and together, like, we're better together than than separate, if that makes sense. I think that's why people are still getting married to this day. Aside from the fact that, like, you know, it's just like a social norm. But I think it it was a, it's a norm for a reason, you know. I say all that to say that as men we have people depending on us, or at least we should have people depending on depending on us. Like if we don't have, if we don't have that, I think that's where a lot of things go to shit. Like in our personal lives, um, mental health wise, you know, people. Like we are um, very task oriented. We're we're a task oriented species. We need shit to do. If you leave us around to just be in our heads, it's not a good time. And I think that's why we're seeing a lot of like what we're seeing with mental health, with depression, with whatever you want to call it, dude. Objectively, more people are killing themselves than ever, and the more people are getting diagnosed with you know, mental health stuff. I think a huge part of it is there's a lot of factors, right? But like a huge part of it is just, are you giving yourself something challenging to do that gets you excited to wake up in the morning? If the answer is no, then it's like, you know, you got to find something. But if you want like a quick and easy answer, martial arts, dude, go do some jujitsu, go work out with a group. Like it's so easy as well to be like very individualistic right now. And we're not built for that. Like we are social, we are social creatures who need something to do. We, we want to find something to fight for. We need to have goals. And when you fall out of that, when you're just like floating around, you know, wake up in the morning, freaking. And I'm, I'm only saying this because it's a reality for like a lot of, a lot of dudes, especially young men, right? Wake up in the morning freaking probably masturbate right you know who you are and then what play some fucking video games dude go to a job that you hate come back home and and then probably do all that again (laughs) you know like what are you doing all i'm saying is like there's there's more to life than just floating around and like doing what people tell you to do you as an individual have an immense amount of potential. And I, I say this like even to myself because I need to hear it a lot too. You have an enormous amount of potential. You are here for a reason. I don't know specifically what that reason is because I can't fucking see you. <laughs> but like my belief is that God has you here for a reason. And, and you have like, skills and talents and there are people who love you 
So win the day. Like, if you can't do it for yourself, do it for the people that depend on you. And if nobody depends on you, put yourself in a, in a situation where people do depend on you. It doesn't have to be like, go knock a chick up and then pay child support. <laughs> That's not the type of accountability I'm, I'm talking about. The Usually with change, like when change needs to happen, we know what needs to happen. It's just a matter of fucking making it happen. So my recommendation is like hit the drawing board, pull out a, a piece of pen and paper and write down like what am I doing well, what needs to improve and then create like a plan of action for how do I improve on that thing. And that's my two cents, which makes me transition into a dude named Andrew Tate. So like recently when I was back home, and it was kind of it was kind of lighthearted, but it really made me think, dude, because I got I got kind of like I got like emotionally invested in the conversation. And the premise was like Andrew Tate is doing a great job, basically. What was it? She was I was talking to a female. And I get where she's coming from, because like. She's single and she is not in her early 20s anymore we'll put it that way right so i can see what she's looking for in a guy which is like aggression right because she's probably dude picture like being an older in <laughs> fuck dude if she listens she's gonna kick my ass she's like why the fuck are you calling me old i didn't do it you did damn it you did hey damn! <laughs> i'm not gay no more <laughs> Oh, shit. Hey, nobody listens to this thing anyway. Picture being... I feel like my podcast is going to be a little more oriented to the guys. But I feel like women can still learn from this thing. I don't, I don't care. I'm doing it for myself. Picture being a woman. <laughs> like, you're surrounded by, like, single older dudes. Like, it's not... like. If I were that female, right, and I'm seeing all these, like, single older dudes, like, there's a reason why they're still single, dude. You know what I mean? Once you start pushing 40 and you're not married, like, let's be real, dude. That's It's not for nothing. There's something going on. And I think a huge part of it is probably these dudes right now being like, yeah, dude, I'm just fucking doing... Like, chilling, dude. Like, I don't want a, a wife and kids. Basically saying, like, I don't want responsibility and stuff. And, like, yeah, I'm just fucking going with it. Because there's a lot of dudes like that. And I'm sure there's more to the story, right? Maybe they have a good job. Like, they're still feeding themselves somehow. They don't look like absolute shit. And they're still, like, going out on the weekends. Maybe, like, sleeping around and stuff. Who knows? But that's a that's a reality for a lot of dudes. What I'm saying is picture it from the, from the female's perspective where you're surrounded by those dudes who, you know, from a bird's eye view, are probably, like, shirking responsibility. Like, the real responsibility of, like, having a kid, having having a wife, and building a legacy. Because that's what it's really about at the end of the day, is, like, do you want to build a legacy as a man? A huge way to do that, yeah, you can do that with money and stuff. You can build a foundation, create businesses, whatever. But... I feel like the biggest way to do that is through a family. And obviously there's love involved. It's not just like, oh, how am I going to pass on my, my seed <laughs> to the world to continue to exist after I die? Like, it's not purely about that. I get it. 
but that's that's a factor you know what do you want to leave behind as a man as a human when you pass away so i get where this chick is coming from where and it's funny that i'm starting to say chick now i used to hate it when people say because it's either that or female for me i'm not going to call her a girl and i'm not going to call her a woman i guess i could call her a woman i'm just so familiar with like calling girls females now because if you say girl as like a as like a 27 year old dude it sounds a little weird it's like what are we talking about girls you know girl to me is like 18 and below so i'm definitely not saying girl whatever we're past this i'm not gay no more (laughs) that's my new favorite i dropped my hot pocket what's this one good afternoon oh yeah yeah my bad all right it has to play all the way through No, thank you, dude. And you know what I love about that sound clip is that chick at the end really thinks that she's saying the right thing in that moment. She's like, no, thank you, bro. <laughs> like, who who was that? Was that the like the teacher's aide? It was probably the TA, right? Because she was like sounding a little bit like Hispanic. She had that accent. So she probably she probably got her associates. And then she just like works at the at the elementary school. Maybe because your like son goes there or something. No, thank you, bro. You ain't doing shit. That kid, that kid. I wonder what that kid's gone through. I don't know. I used to meet kids that were fucked up, like when I was teaching elementary school and stuff. When I was doing like substitute teaching, like <laughs> this one dude, the kid, he was like a kindergartner. And actually, I saw him later on at like a foster kids camp when I was working up in Julian and stuff, which was really cool because he was really nice. Like he was never like a mega dick or anything, but like he was. Dude, I probably can't put out this podcast. It's whatever. I'm going to do it. It's explicit. Like, hey, to everybody who thought I would never say a curse word in my life or that, you know, where is this one? Fuck your life. Bing bong. He had too many shots. That's that's my general response to that. You know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You can shoot me a text and tell me that I'm a bad person later. Like, oh, dude, I had somebody do that once. Somebody was like, hey, man, you need to use your platform to make the world a better place. Look at all your followers. And you're out here posting God knows what. It was something funny. But, dude, the group chat that we have on Instagram, because this was on Instagram. And then maybe maybe he was talking about my general social media use anyway. In which case, it's like, fuck your life. Bing bong. He had too many do? shots. What are you going to do? Right? It's my social media account. I get it. Hey, trying to hold me accountable, I guess, because I'm a quote. Maybe I'm an influencer. I highly doubt it. Highly doubt it. Whatever. We have, a, we have an Instagram group chat where we post, you know, guy things like funny thing i'm not saying like we're out here posting pictures of like our penises or anything it's not like that it's just like we post things that like we would like i made the mistake of adding females once there was other like there's girls in our friend group because we've all been together since like high school some of us was like elementary school and uh as a joke i added the girls and in retrospect yeah i probably shouldn't have done that but hey you can't win them all you know how many minutes are we at right now that's not too bad, dude. I f- I'm kind of like getting into a groove. It was a little rough out the gate, so I'm not going to lie, you know, but that's fine. That's what we're here for. And if you're still listening, thank you so much. We appreciate you. Thank you. It's only going to get better from here, dude. Like it can't really get worse than how it started is my, that's my take. 
Because that was no practice. Coming out the gates, no practice. Anyways, this girl, <laughs> dude, such a tangent. Back to the girl in the Andrew Tate situation. Basically, I'm saying this to say, how the, f where did I go, dude? That's crazy. All right. The premise was that Andrew Tate is doing great things for young men. And my take on it is that if you are preaching violence and aggression, or at least the implying it, right? Because it's not like he's out here saying, oh, fuck people up. Like, go take the woman that you want. He's not saying that. I'm not saying he's saying that. But there is an underlying tone of like, take the aggressive part of your masculinity. Own it. Like, go be the shit. Go be the top dog. Like, go do that. That's the general vibe that I get from Andrew Tate. You can't deny that he's an aggressive person. Like, he, everything about him is, like, very just fucking, oh, I'm angry. Like, I'm just hyped up. I'm, I'm, I don't know if he's, like, mad or whatever. But there's an underlying tone of aggression. I feel like we can agree on that. My thing is you can't... They, they go hand in hand. Humility and... Damn it. Group chats, bro. Dang. You can't not <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Alright, pause. We're gonna pause right here. We're gonna come back in. Alright. Here is here is my take. If you are going to preach a message of aggression and and like the implication of violence. You have to pair that with humility and open-mindedness, which is sort of implied passivity. And the reason why is because there's a huge misunderstanding of what power is and what power looks like by young men. I can't speak from the female perspective. All I know is that growing up, if you see a dude puffing out his chest, and this is as a young man, if you see a dude puffing out his chest, even maybe like hitting things, and just getting very like physically violent or just introducing the threat of violence into into a scenario you you see that as power cuz it's a form of power it is but it's not a wise thing to do to just resort to aggression and that was my take on the um on that discussion which is if you're going to talk about aggression and violence, you have to pair that with the message of humility, understanding, compassion, open-mindedness. You know? I know Joe Rogan talks about this a lot, like the whole like warrior. And Jordan Peterson talks about it a lot, too. Jordan Peterson speaks about it very eloquently, but it's basically like you have to have the, the possibility of violence coupled with like the wisdom and knowing when to like how to be diplomatic and stuff because you can't be diplomatic without having some sort of leverage which in a primal sense in a very like simple sense is the the threat of of dominance of physical dominance so and i get that it's more complicated than that i understand but that was my take and that's my gripe with with the Andrew Tate situation and the fact that he is gaining traction and stuff, like I think it reflects where we're at as, as dudes 
in the United States. And I, I'm not sure like if his following is huge outside of the US. I don't know. All I know is that his freaking reels keep popping up on my shit. And I it's sort of like straight away, like the real the algorithm that it's showing me and stuff, it's not really showing me his uh the stuff that I used to see, which was him trying to like just like yell into the mic and stuff. He's still like aggressive in his tone, but he's speaking more about money now and these things that I'm that I'm watching. Maybe maybe dude, I would not be surprised if freaking Google is hearing me talk about how I don't like Andrew Tate being a dickhead to people and it's showing me like a more logical side. Cuz it really is a problem, dude. Dudes like Andrew Tate are people that I would not associate with in the real world. And that's my barometer for like am I going to follow this person? You know? And the answer is no. I'm not. I, I'm not going to subscribe to... Like, I'll listen. I'll try to keep an open mind because I feel like that's a smart thing to do. But I think we can all relate to, like... If there's just certain people in, in the workplace or, like... If you're still... If you're in school, like, in classroom... In, in, in your classes and stuff. Where you just hear them talk and you're like, you know, I don't like that. I do not like that. And there's a lot of people like influencers right now trying to like preach to young men about basically being a dickhead because it sells you know it's like oh well he's saying the stuff that like i wish i could do and like i'm very i'm living vicariously like through his words i don't know what it is but if you have kids if you have young men who look up to you in any capacity or like if you're just in charge of dudes like it's it's okay to be kind. It's completely fine. It's okay to say that you're wrong. It's completely fine. It doesn't feel great. Like, nobody wants to be wrong about anything. But from a leadership standpoint, I would much rather follow a dude into a fight who is willing to admit when, he was, when he's wrong. You know? There's nothing worse... Especially in retrospect, like you see a lot of these like conflicts in, in Afghanistan and stuff that we were in. And you look at some of those battles and how we just sent dudes in knowing that they were going to get fucked up. You know, which is part of war. I get it. Hey, people are going to die. But it doesn't mean that you got to send bodies just aimlessly into villages that you know are riddled with IEDs. But I get it. Like, intel... I get it, it's more complicated. Everything's always like more complicated and I get it. What I'm saying is like as a leader, as a as a father, like it's okay to to have compassion. You're not weak for it. One of the best pieces of advice that I've gotten and it's cool cuz like I don't I I can't really say like I've I've had a lot of like one-liners um from from Men in my life, like physically in my life. I'm not talking about like the Joe Rogans and the, the Jockos of the world and stuff. But like dudes in my life who I've grown up around who've given me like solid one-liners of wisdom. Probably one of the best ones that I got, like best timing, was before I went out to basic training. And then my godfather said, don't let them mistake your kindness for weakness. And I was like, all right, cool. I guess I should be kind. I'm going to try being kind. And it actually went... A really long way you know because 
basic training is a really interesting environment. And, and I don't know, I mean, it's whatever people go to basic all the time, like national guard dudes or whatever. So it's not like a, like, Oh, don't talk about it or anything. Um, I went like three years ago and a lot of the, I was one of the older dudes in my class and it's not to say like they looked up to me cause I didn't look 24 or whatever I was at the time. But a lot of those dudes were like 18, 21, still young. They acted young. And, um, I really sort of bonded with the older dudes in the class in, in my platoon and stuff. And, and I took that, that message to heart, like the whole, and I wonder now in retrospect, as I say, it, it's like, if anybody tries to cross you for being kind, like fuck them up, you know, or just let them know they were fucked up. But I just didn't have that experience. Like I didn't, it didn't, it never came to that. There were dudes that like would try to talk shit because they feel you out, you know, like picture being with a bunch of dudes who don't know each other. I'm talking like at a company level, you're, you're like at like 250, right? But then at a platoon level, like 60, you know, pre-COVID, it was like 60 to 70, you know, and um, it's just a bunch of dudes. And then like some females there too, because it was... Um, how do you describe it? It was like a non-infantry school. So you got dudes there who are going for AIT to be truck drivers. Um, oh, why did I say AIT? To be like in IT, like computer people, admin, whatever. It was everything other than... In the military, you call it a pogue. Person other than grunt. Right? But then... Um, what's it called? Infantry would be... You know, that's a grunt. Um, and then you got like artillery, etc. All right, I don't. I I had every intention of not talking about fucking army stuff. So, but I'll just I'll fast forward. Right. Basically, I was kind to the people in my group, in my sphere of influence. I was kind to those people, and then there were people who I didn't want to associate with because it was like you're just it's not worth it. Like I'll still talk to you and I'll still be really nice to you, but you're not part of my like inner inner circle. So I guess that's the message for the day. Kindness is not weakness. All right. Remember that next time you want to pop off on somebody or like next time you want to, cause I'm noticing it, dude. I'm, I'm noticing people assume that other people are fucked up. Either she homeless or she got problems. <laughs> Something is wrong here. I've like a very simple example I was playing uh, Call of Duty. I was playing some Modern Warfare, right? Getting some games on and stuff. And I hear these dudes just bitching, dude. Bitching into the mic about like, oh, I shot him. It's like, dude, shut up. Just play the game. It's just a game, first and foremost. But then people will talk shit, right? Like, they'll kill you. They'll be like, oh, fucking pussy. You fucking pussy. It's like, dude, <laughs> what are you talking about? If anything, we're the pussies for, like, playing a shooting video game where we're fake killing each other, you know? It's so weird to me. So weird. Like, video game culture, like, the talking shit through a mic culture. It's never been my thing. I hope if I ever have, you know, children that they don't try to subscribe to that. I remember my brother used to talk shit a lot onto his games, and I was like, dude, it's not. It's not it, you know, and it's, I mean, I don't know if they'll understand. I don't know if like, 
I don't know. I hate that. I hate people talking shit to talk shit. I love talking. I love talking shit with the boys, you know, talk some shit. But like, pussy, fucking got you, dude. No scoped. It's like, congrats. Congrats, dude. But maybe that's just me being salty. I say all that to say, thank you so much for tuning in today. Um, It's good to be back. I'll be, you know, posting more frequently and stuff. I'll probably do like an episode a week if I got time. Um, and yeah, um, shoot, let's close out with a little song. Hey, you know what time it is? That's what's up the podcast. I'm not gay no more. Thank you so much for tuning in. Episode 25 of That's What The Podcast. We will be back probably next week with another episode. Time permitting. And thanks for writing it out, dude. We we didn't know where it was going. But we, we stayed in there. You know, you guys had faith in your boy. We will be back for episode 26. Maybe with a guest, maybe not. Alright, you'll have a good one. Y'all have a blessed one, as they like to say in the South. <laughs> Bye. I'm not gay no more. Seen the robber, robber digging. I seen the preacher get caught for cheating. I break the bank for one of my people. I said I'm the one they didn't believe. Me. I show them the facts, none they all need me. I'ma get cake as long as I'm breathing. They making it hard, and she really is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a turn from a hater every chance that I get. I want the biggest watch that they got. Don't care if that shit hurt my wrist. All these hoes fuck on us all. I wish I would claim that bitch. They get hard when they get guns. We got a hood full of sticks. Soon as they say we can't come, you know we'll run around that bitch. You can miss me with that shit. You know I live in the mix. Money, cars, and clothes, and hoes.